Alrighty, hello to all of you worms out there for the ninth episode of the Worm Burner Podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and so for this week, we are going to be going over some other stuff that I know that you may not have been expecting. We will not be covering goalkeepers this week again, that we were going with the trend of going backwards in the formations, um, but I am going to be prolonging that to next week due to our special guest, so I am going to have it to where we are going to have someone that has actually played goalkeeper uh, for the actual episode, and so that way we can have some input from them over the position. Um, so this week we are going to be going over truckwaristas and enganches. So a little bit of foreign terminology there for us this week, um, as well as another little bit of housekeeping. I believe that I'm going to change the days that I'm going to be releasing this because Wednesdays are starting to be more compact than the normal for me. Um, so I believe I might push it up a day for Tuesdays, uh, will be the release date for the Wormburner podcast, uh, but this is in the works. So if within the next couple weeks I release a episode on Tuesday, don't be surprised. Um, so that will most likely be the new day. All of our websites and, uh, social media presence places that we'll have will be updated. So with that being said... Um, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Alrighty, and so for this week, as I had stated, we are going to be going over Trequarista and Enganche. So these are two forward playmaking positions, typically assigned to a attacking central midfielder, um, but they can be given to a striker in in some very rare instances um, in which a formation does not have a striker. So basically it, it falls to the most forward position uh, in the formation, uh, as well as I know for a fact that maybe one or two can be assigned to a central midfielder, but it is very, very, very rare. It is, it's more common to be assigned to a striker versus a central midfielder because it's such an advanced playmaker position. Um, so with the enganche, I want to start with the enganche first. So enganche actually uh, finds its roots within the game of soccer in Argentina. So Argentina uh, is a big place in which an enganche can be used. So with this uh, position, most enganches hold a pivot point within that location of the field. Um, so it's more towards uh, the area within the pitch that is in between the strikers and the central midfielders. So it's in that attacking third. The it's it's in between the second third and the final third. So the second third being the middle of the field, and then the final third being the uh, opponent's half of the field. So they typically roam and try to be around that area the majority of the time. Um, they don't really have many defensive duties when it comes to helping the team out. Um, and it it's actually the definition of enganche can actually explain a little bit more about the position. So enganche in Spanish uh, translates to hook. So this is a very 
per this is a very intricate position when it comes to the world of soccer because this person is hardly moving at all. This is a attacking playmaker that this is the focal point of the attack when it comes to uh, a particular formation. So this formation or this um, position is used within formations like the four three two or four three one two, um, as well as the four three two one as well. Um, so these players just hold the line when it comes to the middle and final third, um, and they orchestrate the attack. So as I was stating before, a lot of people have uh, their transitions between defense and attack higher up the pitch. This is one of those instances in which the player that dictates the attack and defense is higher up the pitch. Um, I typically don't like this because uh, when it comes to the actual Nganche position, um, he isn't as fluid as I'd like him to be, but that's not ever going to say that I'm never going to use someone within the Nganche role. So uh, I don't want to write off my right off my possibilities before they even come up so um but this is something that maybe i need to gain some more uh experience within so maybe have somebody play within that role but when it comes to the actual game itself uh the enganche doesn't necessarily do much when it comes to attack and and even defense in some aspects um so again th they are the focal point of the attack they don't necessarily move uh, a very good example of this when it comes to the enganche role um when argentina has Lionel messi come on to the international stage messi typically serves an attack as an attacking midfielder um, and when he serves as an attacking midfielder, he normally serves as an enganche. So it is very interesting to see what one of the world's best players uh, going from a right attacking midfielder position to a central midfield position and basically have the role flipped completely upside down. Whereas when he's at Barcelona and he's playing in the right attacking midfield position, he's normally either a winger or an inside forward uh, constantly attacking the goal. Whereas in Argentina, uh, when he's playing for the national side, they have him within the enganche role, so which is more laid back. Um, he, again, like I said, is the focal point of the attack, uh, where he orchestrates the, the attack and making sure everyone is well, where they need to be. Let's be honest, because when it comes to enganches, they need to be able to wait in those holes that are in between the midfield and defense of the opposing team. So, uh, it's one of those very rare instances where they need to read the spaces between the lines. So when I say in between the lines, it's between the midfield and defense, and then as well as there are lines created between uh, the strikers and the midfield. So when you when someone tells you to read between the lines uh, or to be able to read the space between the lines, uh, they're looking for that. So they want you to be able to find spaces, find those holes that are between the defense and the midfield and basically exploit them um so that's what allows teams to be able to break down defenses they're able to 
um, break down compact formations. Sometimes teams are so compact, they'll smash everyone together uh, within the middle of the park or within, within the middle of the pitch, uh, and to which some teams will basically force the ball out or force the ball down the sides. Uh, this will expand the formation, and then they can break it down from there. So it's uh, a lot of give and take when it comes to soccer. So when you have that compact formation, uh, being against an enganche, it can have some negative negative connotations because that enganche can't really move. Um, so you need to be able to expect those wider players. So maybe your wing backs or full backs uh, in defense coming up, uh, as well as maybe one or two one one striker out of that uh, two striker formation for the four three two one two. Uh, to break off and try to get to the side so that way he can open up space for the enganche in the middle. Um, it's one of those rare instances, again, I would not incorporate this when it comes to a formation as tight as that. Uh, I need space when it comes to my formations. So, um, But again, enganches are not useless. And this is something that I read a very good article about. and. People believe that Enganche is dying out, and that's not true at all. Um, it is still used within the world of soccer, even to this day. It may not be as popular as it once was, but it is still used. And so when it, you typically have an older player that isn't as fast as they used to anymore, that's another really good way to still have them be a part of the attack, where they still have a very creative mind. Uh, and they're able to orchestrate and it, they're able to actually engage within the attack and create something out of nothing. Um, that is where you can incorporate an enganche when it comes to a specific formation. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and move to the chacuarista. So the chacuarista is a much more common form of central attacking midfielder. Uh, and so Chacuarista was created in Italy. So this was a variation of the Enganche, but the Chacuarista is a lot more active. They actually have a lot more dominance and a lot more uh, possession and basically a lot more defensive duties, a lot more of everything than the Enganche, where the Enganche is basically fixed in one point. They are that pivot. So the pivot is just somebody that doesn't necessarily move. They stick to that one specific location and they are full 100%. They need to be with, they need to take control of that area. Truck waristas are a lot more free, free flowing. They are able to go to places that normal attacking central attacking midfielders cannot go. Um, so they they can, in a sense, go out wide. They are able to open up the uh, a compact defense, whereas if teams are set out wide, they are able to open the space between the lines as well as in between uh, central midfielders and maybe even central defenders. Um, a really good example of this is uh, Francesco Totti uh, for the Italian national team, as well as even for Roma, if I'm not mistaken. Roma even did this with Totti once they saw the actual capability he had. Uh, they dropped him into an, a central attacking midfield position, uh, and they so with him, dropping him in that uh, in that Chacuarista role or the uh, central midfield position, 
uh, central, sorry, not central midfield position, central attacking midfield position. Uh, when they dropped him back there, it opened up and there was no registered striker. And uh, this has actually been a lot more common than people think. So it's it's very funny to see the actual history behind soccer. Uh, when you see the formations, there were a lot of formations back in the 1920s, 1930s uh, that was five-person, six-person, even seven-person attackers. And there was like two or three defenders. Um, and so now you see formations nowadays uh, there is no registered strikers at all. And so with this being said, Francisco Totti was a very good example of a Torquarista. So he was able to work as a striker, but also at the same time, he picked up more defensive duties of uh, being a central attacking midfielder, uh, dropped back, helped the defense a lot more, and opened up the spaces, at least when it when it came to the attack for the wingers that were on the side uh, for the Italian national team. And then again, as uh, Roma even picked up, uh, allowing him to be able to uh, play the central attacking midfield position uh, for club side. So again, a Tricorista has a lot more versatility when it comes to movement, whereas the Enganche, the Enganche has a lot more of a fixed point. And that is one of the main reasons why I don't agree with a Enganche. I would much rather be within the realm of a Tracorista. Um, it's a lot more easy for me to understand and to actually incorporate it within a formation. Um, but again, as I stated before, it's not uncommon. A, an Enganche is not dead. So it's one of those rare instances in which a enganche it it can still be used. It's just it may be under specific situational uh, circumstances instead of an actual uh, tactic for a specific team uh, for an entire game. When it comes to some of these tactics that I do state, a lot of coaches flip and they actually change them within the game. This is the way that soccer works. Um, so it's one of the things that you can't go into a game, have a perfect formation, perfect settings, perfect tactics and, and everything and expect to come out at the end of the game with a win and having changed literally none of it. Um, this is a free-flowing game. It, it It's constantly changing, and you need to constantly change with it, especially when you come against a particular opponent that, I mean, maybe has gone against your your formation, your tactics, uh, and they want to exploit them, especially when if you play in a league where you're playing each team twice. Uh, if you've already played them, they already know what your tactics are, roughly what your tactics are, and, and they will be ready the next time that you play them. So it's one of those rare instances where at least I've seen in soccer where some teams don't pick up the uh, mistakes that other teams uh, are necessarily making. Like, for example, I was watching uh, an Orlando City game the other day, and one of the things that I had seen was there was absolutely no, no pressure at all from Orlando City once we uh, were able to get ahead on the score sheet. There was no sense of urgency at all. We just sat back and defended. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. 
But <laughs> I'll be 100% honest. I was watching the game and I was super, super scared that DC United was going to get some, at least a goal or two. Uh, but they didn't. So it was one of those rare instances where I was just, it was, it was, it flabbergasted me because uh, it reminded me of the game uh, that Orlando City had against DC United again uh, when we had that special Wayne Rooney moment for in the MLS season when he first transferred over. Um, so again, like I said, it's one of those instances where you need to be able to pick up what the tactics are. You need to be able to pick up where the opponent, where your opponent is. So maybe if you put them in a similar situation, they may react the same way with the same tactics and the same mentality change. So I wanted to be able to tell you that and then also tell you what the Chakwaista and the Enganche role. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and go to the extra man advice of the week. Alrighty, so this week's extra man advice of the week is simply put, um, staying calm under pressure. Um, so when it comes to playing soccer, you need to be able to have a loose mind, keeping your mind open under very stressful situations. Because when it comes to teams that want to press and they want to attack and they want to be in your face, uh, it, it may not be with specifically pressing, but again, when a player wants to be in your face, you need to be able to stay calm. Um, having those situations where you have a million things or a million ideas going through your head, it doesn't necessarily help. Um, maybe when it comes to these particular situations, just again, remain calm. Try to think of a really simple scenario where you can be uh, have your back to a defender. And then at least play within your head how you would take that situation. And it kind of uh, goes into the extra man advice of the week that we had for creative daydreaming. So using that activity in your brain to simulate scenarios in which you are going to be in a particular instance or a, partic a particular scenario when it comes to game-like settings. Uh, and just go through it in your head. Um there's absolutely no reason at all for you to panic within a game, uh, especially if you have a lot of practice. And even if you take time at home to be able to practice your touch, practice certain moves, um, just be confident. Have that confidence to stay calm within very stressful situations within a soccer match. And uh, having that it, it is very vital when it comes to at least any in real life scenario as well. Staying calm allows you to make more conscious and more direct, direct as well as correct choices when it comes to these situations. Uh, and you don't have to second guess yourself. Have that confidence and stay calm. And so just build on that as well within practice. And then even at home, practice your touches, practice uh, all the things that you need to for game-like settings as well, uh, not only mentally, but physically as well, making sure that you can do particular moves that you are practicing in your head. Practice over and over and over and over again until you finally get it. So this is going to be this week's, the ninth episode of the Worm Burner Podcast. Uh, thank you so much to, to making it to the end. Thank you, thank you a million times. Thank you for every single one of you listeners. 
Um, I hope that you have an amazing week coming up, and I look forward to having our special guest for next week for the goalkeeper position. Uh, so again, stay tuned, have fun, love soccer, and I'll see you guys next week. Ciao, everyone.